Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast of Eagles on the Hill. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us uh, in many different places. Uh, find us, follow us wherever you listen. Uh, follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, a uh, topic uh, close to my heart and that is homelessness and the People City Mission here in Lincoln, which I believe does just a, a super job at blessing people. And uh, I just had some curiosity myself to find out more about their ministry, more about how we can be a part of that. And so I wanted to have Pastor Tom Barber on from the People City Mission. So, Tom, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be with you. Yeah. So um, tell us about homelessness in Lincoln. Is it uh, stable? Is it decreasing, increasing? What's the, what's the status here? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's kind of increasing not just here, but really all over the country. You, you see, I know we see videos of places like L.A. and and Seattle where a lot of them are going, uh, folks are going. But I think all over the country we're seeing a, a, a rise in, in people who just have nowhere to stay temporarily. And it's mm. true in Lincoln, too, especially as we grow. And so we're we're seeing a, a constant uh, influx of folks that uh, come to the mission here. Mm hmm. So how does the um, how do, how does Lincoln care for the homeless? What are the various avenues that we have? Well, you know, the sad truth is right now we're kind of it. You know, most okay. most cities our size they have um, they have more shelter space. Uh, I think Omaha has four shelters, all bigger than the People City Mission. Mm. About two thousand people a night, and they're a little better than twice our size. But most cities the size of Lincoln have a lot more shelter space. Usually two or three shelters. For whatever reason, the mission's been the only shelter in Lincoln since we started way back in 1907. Wow. We were started 50 years before any other shelter in uh, in Nebraska, and I think we're the 26th or 27th oldest homeless shelter in the country. Hmm. Reason for that partly is Lincoln had and still has the third largest train yard in the country. So back at the turn of the century, uh, most of the homeless at that point were hobos. They were okay. And we just had a lot of hobos here. And so we had a little over 100 churches get together in 1907 and start the People City Mission. Mm -hmm. So these other cities that have more uh, homeless shelters, are those homeless shelters typically or often uh, government funded or are they all privately funded? Like People City Mission is basically privately funded, I believe. Right. Is that true? We're a little um, unique there. Yeah, it's a combination. Most, most shelters, if they're small, like a, you might go to Kearney or something, they mm -hmm. tend to be more privately funded or what we call public funding, um, public donations. Uh, when you get to be the size of the mission, you know, I think last year we generated a little over $20 million. And so when mm. you start to get into that zone, uh, and I think we helped a little over 30,000 people here in the city unduplicated, most of those shelters get some federal and state funding, usually 20 to 30%, sometimes more, that they'll get funded from the government. What we're a little unique is that we don't. We less than two percent of our money comes from uh, any kind of grant. That includes the United Way. Uh, we don't take any federal money, but we have some state and and uh, local funding. But it's it's like one and a half percent of our revenue base. So we uh, we're a little unique in that way. So mm -hmm. again, we're a 
we're a big homeless shelter that's that is funded through public giving almost exclusively mm-hmm. and that is very rare here in in the u.s yeah and i imagine that gives you some more flexibility in what you do i'm imagining i don't know sure yeah it gives us more flexibility obviously a little bit harder because we have uh, we have to rely on folks and you know our average donation jeff is I think three, four hundred dollars, and that's on a twenty million dollar budget. So we mm. have, we have, I think thirty-two or thirty-three thousand. I'd have to look at the number, households that actually fund us. Wow. Then we have a couple of businesses and about one hundred and twenty churches or so mm-hmm. that give us some funding too. So we, we, uh, we mainly get our money from the public, and then we have a a business venture recycling that we do, uh, that also generates some money for us too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you indicated homelessness population growing um, yeah. around the country here in Lincoln as well. So is there a need for People City Mission to expand in terms of its housing capacity or tell me about that? <coughs> yeah, there not only is that we are. We are just uh, in the process of buying the land in front of us. So our goal in the next three or five years is to double the size of the mission. We plan to build a, uh, a uh, brand new family shelter and uh, then turn our entire facility here into a men's shelter. So we'd be able to double the size and scope of what we do and maybe get us up to six, 700 people a night that we could actually shelter at, at, uh, at the mission. And, you know, Lincoln's problem in the future is not going to be transient guys. Um, uh, you know, most of the guys who kind of walk around the country and go different places, gravitate towards the east coast and even more so the west coast the south where the weather's better our panhandling's not great here we're kind of we're kind of conservative when it comes to panhandling and then uh, mm-hmm. in san francisco they'll give you a cell phone i don't give anybody a cell phone so if i'm a guy <laughs> why would i come to lincoln nebraska unless there's right. a nexus here they're not our big issue is going to be what we call the crisis homeless not people that are chronically homeless but folks that maybe had a one-time issue that became homeless because uh, we're more suburban. Leading cause of that is domestic abuse. Uh, we don't have a hard stat in Lincoln about who's or how many people are being abused or in a domestic violence situation. We have a federal stat that's very hard, and that's one in four women are being abused in the United States. We know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, might be one in five in Lincoln because we're a little more religious, a little more conservative, but that would be 30,000 women as you and I are doing this mm-hmm. podcast. They're in an abusive situation right here in our city. And even if 5% needed to leave home, that's a couple thousand women. Mm. And that doesn't include their children. Mm. We have two other agencies, Friendship Home and Fresh Start, to deal with domestic abuse in particular. But they have less beds than we do. And if you put us all together, you got three or 400 beds. So mm. what happens with most of them is they couch surf. And so many cases, that's okay. They stay with family or friends, and it's a safe environment. But in a number of cases, it's not a safe environment. Mm. And I think that's the future for Lincoln, as you look mm. at the next 20 years, it's going to be the crisis homeless because we're more of a suburban. I don't mm. see us becoming a Seattle or a L.A. where you have big encampments. Again, we don't have the weather for that. But um, mm. I think um, I think the, the crisis homeless is going to be what we see expanding. I think domestic abuse is a plague on our society. I think that's growing and mm. continues to grow. And so I think... Um, we, as we look at building the mission, our real focus is trying to build a lot more capacity for 
women and kids and particularly for the crisis homeless. Mm-hmm. So how do you measure, um, I'm sure you have measure success, like this was a successful year, this was a successful five years, whatever. How do you, how does the People City measure, Mission measure, yeah, we're successful in what our, uh, what we're trying to accomplish? How do you do that? Oh, part of our metrics, right? Well, we have a couple of them. The first one is we survived. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. So we didn't we didn't lose any, uh, any money or very much money. So uh-huh. you know, we raised a little over twenty million last year, mainly from from public giving. We spent that, and mm-hmm. so you know we didn't lose any money, but we we had to put obviously we did that to support what we're doing. Uh, so we count that a victory when we don't lose a lot of money at what we do, or we get enough money to keep doing, uh, help feed and shelter the homeless that are coming to us. And so that's mm-hmm. one metric. Um, we have a church here, you know, uh, connections and we try, we, we are obviously a faith-based organization. We don't force anybody to go to chapel or force Jesus on anybody, but we certainly share them when we're able. And uh, I think we have about hundred or so people in the church. And so we also look at how many people we've been able to bring to Christ or mm-hmm. how many people are baptized. Um, mm-hmm. how many people we influence there. That's another metric we have. We count as success because we're not just about food and shelter. We're also about advancing God's kingdom. And so we try to do that, obviously. And, and when we're able to, that's a, that's a big, uh, a big value to our, our feeling of success. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think we also just count a number of folks we help with our various programs. Mm-hmm. One of the things in Lincoln is everybody knows the mission and Excuse me. They uh, they know about us. Most people don't know what we do, and so mm. um, when we tell them, like you know, some of the programs we have, they're not aware of. Our our help center saw twenty eight thousand people last year, unduplicated. We helped over ten thousand kids in the city. Mm. We're the safe place guys where people can go. We have a drug a pro a rehabilitation program and alcohol where people can go. We we help the state with with prisoners and with with uh. uh uh, parole and probation. We're doing detox for the city. I mean, I could go on and on. Right, right. A lot of stuff people are totally unaware of uh, and, and all the things we do. Uh, they hear the mission and they think we're a homeless shelter, which is we are. We're Lincoln's only mm-hmm. homeless shelter. So part of our, our goal, too, is just to make sure we're successful in the various programs we do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we have a number of them. And so we each of those have their own goals and their own metrics of success. So it's not just a, a to, one in totality, but it's also a lot of different specific ones. Right, right. A couple of questions um, about kind of personal, practical kinds of things, both for individuals and churches. Yeah. Um, I know people um, have often talked about, you know, the, you, talk, you mentioned the panhandler kind of thing. Um, and I think I've heard you say before on multiple occasions, don't give money to panhandlers. So what right. what should be our approach as we as we uh, pass a panhandler coming out of a supermarket or whatever, how, how, how do we handle that? What's, what's the best way? Give us some advice. Yeah. Well, you know, people panhandle for different reasons. You know, I often say it actually starts not with the panhandler, but with you. Okay. And the question really is, is when you give, that's part of your resources and your, your, you know, your, especially as believers are sowing in the kingdom of God. So you should hold those with the same value. You hold your 401k. Mm. You don't just invest in anything. You invest in what you think is going to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And we ought to be doing that, too, with our giving. It turns out with panhandling, at least in Lincoln, probably a third of the people out there, even more now, uh, aren't homeless at all. They're just people looking for some extra money. Mm-hmm. And you can tell a real homeless person, see if the stuff around their feet, if they've got clothing that, because if, if there's nothing down below 
they're not homeless because homeless people who are not at the mission and, and need the pan out because they have a need a place to go. All the belongings are on their feet. And so that's mm -hmm. the first thing to look. But, you know, many of our guys at the mission who do panhandle, even some of those guys um, are not happy about the fact there's a lot of people who just, uh, you know, struggling a little financially. And so they panhandle. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, what folks don't realize is that when you're giving to people like this, many aren't homeless. And those who are, majority of those, we have 80 percent of all of the chronically homeless guys. So, you know, 80 percent are staying at the mission and just looking for some extra money. So sometimes. People will feel good about, you know, giving a dollar or five dollars to somebody. They go out and get drunk and guess where they come tonight to? Mm. Back to us. And now we're dealing with a drunk guy because someone wanted to be philanthropic and give them, you know, some money. And so it isn't always the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. Once in a very long time will you find somebody who doesn't know about the mission, just needs money to eat or do something. That is really rare. That's less than certainly 5% of any of the panhandlers you can see out there. Mm. Uh, Lincoln's got a good network. Most people know where the food and shelter are. There's plenty of it people can go to. But the reason they're panhandling is usually for other things and many times things that people necessarily wouldn't want to give them. So it sounds like a, a good thing to do if your heart is moved by that, and we should be, um, is support the mission or support uh, Matt Talbot's Soup Kitchen or those kinds of things. Yeah, where, right. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, again, it, it, Lincoln's got a number of programs at a gathering place, Matt Talbot, the mission. Mm -hmm. uh, we we house about 80 percent of the homeless in the city. We do about 220,000 meals a year. I think Matt Talbot at least does 100 or a little bit more. And, and mm -hmm. I think the gathering place is pretty close to that. So there's plenty of food available to mm -hmm. folks out there mm -hmm. if they want it. Um, Good. You know, it just kind of depends on what people feel like but if they really feel like they got to do something personally give somebody panhandling something go buy them a cheeseburger and give them that don't give mm. them right right buy them food so last question um what can churches do to um address issues like homelessness and poverty in the city what, what should churches be doing well i think they can get more involved you know historically what happened uh, jeff is before johnson's great society in the 60s churches were the primary way things got done, like at the mission, Catholic mm -hmm. social services, uh, Lutheran family services, that were the predominant nonprofits in the city and people donated. After after the government got involved in the 60s, a lot of uh, groups popped up and, and the churches, for the most part, tended to go back in their four walls and kind of let the government do it. And so they got out of the business of really being that, you know, involved in what's going out there. And, uh, and, and, nature abhors a vacuum. So a lot of sector groups picked all that up and became, you know, became it. So you see a lot of these groups out there that obviously are funded through, through different means, but they're not, they're not faith-based or anything. And that's fine, but they've sort of taken up, occupy the, the territory that the churches used to have. Mm -hmm. um, and so now some churches want to get back into it, but there's really not a lot of places for them to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so they have to kind of pick what they're going to do. But I think one of the reasons, uh, I think the Lord has made the mission so big now. I think we in the food bank are the two biggest groups is we can become somewhat of a highway for churches to get back into it, at least one of the ways they can. Mm. So it's not so much, I think, in our minds what the churches can do for us, but what we can do for the churches. Mm. Most churches want to do their own program or do something that's connected to their church. And the mission can do that. We've had some churches now, for instance, that want to do street outreach. So they're getting on our shuttle bus and they're going with them and handing out sack lunches and water and 
kind of using our resources to do their program or mm -hmm. um you know they they do uh i know christ place just did a big backpack program where they wanted to give kids backpacks so they came to our help center which has got you know has all these people 20 10 percent of lincoln shopping there and they gave away oh, tons of you know backpacks and did it and so um if churches wanted to get back into it in any meaningful way, they're probably going to have to go through some group at this point because mm. most of that ground is taken. And at least with the mission, we're faith-based, and so you can share your faith. But I, I think we're trying to create opportunities for churches to get back into helping out, find out what God's calling them to do. You know, many years ago, I worked for a retired four-star general, and he told me something I never forgot. I was working with a company called TRW. It was a Fortune 20 company. He said, Tom, nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. And mm -hmm. I really found that to be true today. I think churches can be a lot more powerful out there in what they do if they become very specific in something they think God's calling them to do, and they do that. If it's you know, mm -hmm. something we're doing, they can connect to the mission. If it's something else, connect with another group. But uh, I think they're going to have to do that and, and find ways to use what's there because, again, it's been taken. The churches used to be those guys. They're right. not anymore. And right. they have to find their way back. Good, good. That's some good advice. And and really the churches and we as individual Christians can uh, provide so much more uh, tailored personal care for people than the big government entities. So that's uh, that's good advice. So thanks. Tom, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for all you do at the mission leading that and, and leading the city of Lincoln to bless people. So I want to thank you for joining the podcast today. Honored. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. All right. Well, that's what we got for you today. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's uh, all one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, underscores, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of today's program. Uh, let us know uh, what kind of topics you'd like us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Again, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us. Uh, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, let's uh, continue to remember the promise of God in Isaiah 40, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. So have a great day. Thanks for joining us.